Good evening. Good uh, afternoon. Good morning. Whatever time it is when you're listening to this. This is uh, the Sunday Worship. I'm Stefan. And I'm Charlie. Great. So we got that part out of the way. Now, Charlie, why, why do we have to restart the podcast three times? Well, uh. Um, Tell them about your app, Charlie. Tell them. Tell them. Go ahead. So I downloaded an app on my phone um, that is a, a bell. To remind me to breathe. So it's the sound of a bell being invited. And it just reminds me to take a couple of deep breaths. That's real nice, Charlie. Let's have a bell to remind you to breathe. we got people dying of COVID, not breathing. It's real nice. Are people dying? Not really. Because mostly it's just a hoax. That's what I've heard. I've heard that it's a left-wing, right-wing fascist, socialist, communist hooks. It's a little bit of all of those. Um, all wrapped into one, really. Listen, guys, uh, it, it, I don't know where you're at, what state you live in, if your governor is a... I don't... What are, what are they saying about the gov- the governors? They're uh, Nazis? They're, they're Nazis, they're dictators. Something like that. I don't know. But they're not... I don't... I don't know. People, you're, you're, they're shutting down the businesses and the restaurants and the bars. And I've said this. I've said this before. I've said it a lot of times, really. And I don't think that people really understand what I mean when I say this. But, like, I hope and I pray every day that the shutdown goes on f- forever. I hope it never stops. I hope that all the small business owners lose their businesses I hope they lose their businesses and they end up on the streets because I think that that would be the best thing to accelerate the, the revolution. Agree or disagree? Um, strongly disagree. You disagree that, that we should have shutdowns forever? I disagree. Well, Charlie, I guess you just want people to die of COVID then. No, that is not what I want. I want to go back to live music and music festivals. Save our stages. That's a great thing. That's not really. Have you ever tried living off of t-shirt sales of a band that you can't perform with? Of a band that... Yeah, actually. (laughs) I did a... Yeah. What what band? Uh, They were uh, called the Doldrums. The dull drums. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Why? I think there's still a band. They're in Tulsa somewhere. Is that a pun? No, that was the name of the band. Oh, the dull drums, not like the dull drums. Well, that's how it's spelled. Dull drums. Yeah, but it's like it's a it's pun. Like, it's, it's like a play on words. I wouldn't say it's a pun. You like what the puns. A... I don't like puns at all. You... I... They're the lowest puns. form of humor. They are the lowest form of humor. I don't. I don't know why you insist on. I don't tell puns. That's you. That is a lie. That no, is a you're the pun master. Lie. You can't go. You can't go on the podcast and just lie to these folks, Charlie. No one's we, ever going to hear this. What's l- the matter? For listen, lie? we're the media now. We are the media now. <laughs> uh, Podcasting mean, is is now where people get their information. Really? Yeah. Well, I get all my information from Facebook, from the three people um, that I went to elementary school with, and the cat lady. There's a cat lady. Yeah, that's all. It's on Facebook. Cat ladies and elementary school friends. I don't see all my friends 
from school that I was in a mel- elementary school with or also um, went Dead? to high school with oh. me? Uh, sure, some of them are, uh, yeah. See, yeah, the town I grew up in wasn't like that. You know, P- your elementary school kids were just like diff- went to different middle schools and then the middle school kids went to different high schools. It was very weird. I guess that is weird, huh? I don't know. I think that's how most people do it. It's just small towns aren't like that. Yeah, well, yeah, you just got, I mean, you got the same fucking 50 kids your whole, your whole time. Right, you, you're a graduating class of 50 people, right? 50 something, yeah. And you, what was your... Rank? Yeah, what did you rank rank? in Listen, I graduated 40th in my class of like 50. That's not bad. At least you weren't last. I wasn't last, but um, I also got into (laughs) every... Listen, I'm not dumb. Okay, I, I'm, I am. Well, you don't have to it. defend yourself to me. Well, I got into every college I applied to. <laughs> what colleges did you apply to? Oklahoma State University, Arizona University, Arizona State, or no, Arkansas University, Arkansas State. Is that, whatever the razor, is that the one that teaches the you Razorbacks? Whatever the Razorbacks are. I don't know. Them, and then I got into Penn State Branch Campus. But I applied to main campus. I didn't get into main campus. I got into the branch campus. That was the one that was kind of... And that's the one I went to. You know I played for state? You did? Yeah. How? What do you mean how? What do you mean, how'd you play for state? I played for state. But you didn't go to you didn't go to high school. What? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Virginia State Department of Corrections. I played for them. Oh, for their dodgeball team? No, volleyball. You guys had a volleyball team? Yeah. Like, really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did they have any other sports teams? Yeah. Did you guys play other prisons? No. Is it like the longest yard, but like with volleyball? Um, yeah, and less freedom. I don't know. Did those guys get out of jail at the end? I don't remember. No, I just feel like they were very free in there, and we were constantly followed by barking dogs, so it was different. Do they have dogs in jail? It was awful. Jail or prison? Prison. Do you know what a Belgian Malinois is? It sounds like a very fluffy, friendly dog. It would be if you didn't train it to eat people. Do they really have dogs? Like, what do they do with the dogs? I don't they see why they... They follow you everywhere you go with the dogs. So that they don't have to run and catch you if you try to do something crazy or if you get in a fight. They just stick the dogs on you. And then the dogs rip you to shreds. And somehow that's ethical. To I, you and the dog. I feel like they shouldn't use dogs to attack people. I am a hundred I don't think that dogs should be used in that type of capacity at all. You should never use an, a dog to attack a human or to drug sniff a human. Yeah, I don't you know, they can't use polygraphs as like a thing, but they can use dogs. Burr? That seems unethical. Rover, what say you? <laughs> Burr? So anyway, so anyways, Charlie, um, what do you want to talk about? Uh, so something that I thought was uh, pretty interesting, and I want to hear all the details about because it's fucking hilarious. Because anytime you can get kicked off of anything that has to do with Facebook, which the last time you got kicked off of Facebook was for threatening um, George Buck. <laughs> The guy, he the lost Dunkin the election. Donuts, the Dunkin' Donuts Listen, Cup he guy. lost. He lost the election, too. Okay, hold on. Before I ask you this question, give us a quick recap of your George Buck story. Because okay, that so is hilarious. There was a man. 
there was a man, and I saw a post on a, I don't remember, just some Facebook post, it's maybe a Trump page or something like that. I follow a lot of Trump page, not because I particularly like that man, just because I find it hilarious. Just they're really grasping at straws sometimes, especially now. You know what's funny is like they're still go- like I want to know like how long do the Trump how long do the Trump Facebook pages go on like after he's out of office forever <coughs> like, forever do- forever <coughs> I'm sorry folks <coughs> but like really like how long does it go but anyways there's this guy and uh, he posted a thing about how he uh, went to a coffee shop a famous one. He went to a Starbucks, right? And then he wrote this whole long tirade about how they uh, told him that he had to have a mask on outside of the building, which is just not true. I've been to Starbucks. They don't make you wear a mask outside of the building. Like, I mean, Yeah, no one's going to come outside and pursue you. Yeah, well, people don't even go out. Like, you, First off, if you work at Starbucks, you should be in, inside making coffee. I don't understand why you would be outside patrolling people's Facebook masks. So that, number one, led me to believe this man was full of shit. But he, uh, So he said that he went to a Starbucks. And uh, at the Starbucks, they came out, and then they told him that he had to have a mask on outside of the building because he was going to meet a friend, right? He's going to meet a friend. That was uh, my second thing because there's no way this guy has any friends. <laughs> um, so he went to a Starbucks. They told him that he had to have a mask on outside of the Starbucks, which I just don't. I just, I, I don't believe him. Um, so he said that, and then he decided to really stick one to Starbucks. He was going to drive down the street and get a cup of Dunkin' Donut coffee, because apparently Dunkin' Donut doesn't have a mask policy, which of course they do. Everybody does. It's not, it's, oh, it's by the states and the companies, and it's not. Listen, they do. So he went, he thought, he went down the street, got a cup of, 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 Dunkin' Donut coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. It does, in fact. And we then are not he, sponsored by them, but it will take what we can get. We should be. So then he takes a picture. This man is running for office of some sort in Florida. At the time. At the time. He was running for some sort of political office in Florida. So he makes this post. It went. It got shared around. I saw it. So it's, it's a story. And then he went into some tirade about how... The only reason they stopped him for not having a mask on was because he had his veteran's hat on. And they didn't like him because he was a veteran. Right? Because apparently Antifa runs Starbucks. And so, what was this guy's angle, do you think? I know that you don't really know, but... Well, I just think that... I think he was... um, I think he was just dog-whistling to people, mostly, about how... Starbucks is like some ran by Antifa or something like that. And that um, if you elect him, then Starbucks won't be allowed to make you put on a mask anymore or something. I don't really know, but I think he was full of shit. And that's why I told him on Facebook that if he didn't quit lying to people, that I was going to come down to Florida and beat his ass. Didn't you say, I will come down to Florida and punch you in the face? Isn't that what you said? Something like that. I don't really remember. But then somebody saw what I said, and they reported me on Facebook, and I got I got, I got zucked. You got zucked? I got zucked because I told this poor man I was going to come down there and beat his ass. He didn't quit lying on Facebook. 
But here's here's the here's the happy ending of the story. He lost. He lost his election. He did not get elected. George Probably Buck. for being a filthy liar. I wonder if other people saw. They're like, you know what? This guy's a fucking liar. He's already lying. He hasn't even got elected yet. <laughs> yeah, most people wait till they're in there to lie. At least they wait until they get in there. Jesus. Okay, so thank you for for recapping the last kickoff of Facebook. So, um, well, okay. So you got kicked out of this uh, anarcho Christian Facebook group. First off, I, well, I I don't even know where to begin with that. Bring me in there because I don't even know what that looks like. Well, I am uh, constantly perusing Facebook groups, right? I look for good ones, you for fun tro- ones. You mean trolling? Uh, <laughs> trolling? Sometimes trolling. I, there's some ones I actually like. They got good memes. I agree with their uh, agree with their stances on stuff. Um, they're not all political. Some of them are just for funsies, you know. But anyways, I saw this one. It was like anarcho Christian group, and uh, so I was like, that sounds that sounds fun. I like Jesus, and I like anarchy. Sounds good. Two See cool things. There was a guy named uh, Leo Tolstoy. Have you ever heard of him? He wrote War and Peace. I know Tolstoy. Yeah, Tolstoy, right? He was uh, he was like kind of like a Christian anarchist, right? Like he believed that you shouldn't submit to any, author- into any authority in the world except for Christ, right? Which I mean, as a as a Christian, that seems yeah seems like that might be that might be the bee's knees for you, right? Yeah, that there. seems pretty legit. Um. So I go, I go on their page, and they're they're supposedly anarchists, right? Mm-hmm. Which number one, I had a hard time with because, uh, from what I understand, anarchy is is it's Latin for without rulers, right? Um, or that's where the words derive from. But they're but Jesus, so they're automatically placing themselves in a hierarchy underneath Jesus. So anyways, I, I went on there, and I wanted to see how tolerant these people really were. Turns out, not very tolerant. They, um... I went on there, uh, I saw some of their memes and stuff. And then I started seeing a bunch of, uh... If I said to you, Charlie, that they were ANCAPs... Okay, I'm about to throw a bunch of terminology around. Caps? Yeah. That so, sounds like American capitalism. American capitalist. It's that uh, anarcho-capitalism. Oh, ANCAPs. I thought you were saying AMCAP. Yeah, so ANCAPs are anarcho-capitalists, which, which isn't a real thing because you need hierarchy to enforce capitalism, right? It's not a real thing. Anybody that says it is is dumb, and that's just how it is. So they're, they're, uh, I started seeing all these, it's better red than dead, they're... Here's some th- against communism. And, like, listen, I don't think t- communism is, is particularly a great idea either. But I also don't think that capitalism is a great idea either. Unfettered capitalism, right? I just haven't seen... I have yet to see an economic system that works. Like, any of them, right? I mean, none of them are really doing great. None of the ones. So I don't... It's doing great for rich folks. Yeah, that's my point. But anyways... Mm-hmm. So I was like, just I just wanted to stir the pot a little bit. So I just started, I started going in on him about uh, how Jesus was a communist, um, which he probably he probably wasn't. But how do you know that? I mean, I don't know that for sure. But he was I, definitely a socialist. Probably yes, um, at least a socialist. But that's besides the point. 
You were just trolling these cats. I was just well. We, I I thought I thought maybe we'd be friends at first. I thought we could be friends. I really did think that we could be friends. It was like anarchy. I like Jesus. I like all the things he said were good. I really do think they were good. Um, and uh, I like anarchy because I don't like government very much. Really at all. I think it's responsible for all the deaths that have ever happened. And you like Jesus because you're a huge fan of fish. Um, not to not be, the band. Just to no, fuck no. The animal. Bounce, I like that Bounce Around the Room song. Everybody hates that song. I like it. You don't like it. Uh, I mean, I, it's probably good, I think. You I, don't know that song? I, I'm sure I do. I know okay. like six. There's like six of their songs that I like. Oh, because you're anyway. Grateful Dead. But anyway, so anyways, I uh, made a post on their page and it was uh, something to the effects of Jesus was a Kabbalist, right? So he was a follower of Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism, right? Which, which would I, make tons of sense, which I honestly truly believe this. Like I, I really do believe this. Um, and then I got the typical, uh, Somebody did this. I was trolling another group earlier today. Now you've met his trolling. He, he comes um, around, folks. And I got the typical, uh, okay, you've made the post. Now defend your position. That's what they said to me. They said, now defend your position. I was like. Have you ever heard anything that anyone's written about the man? <laughs> well, they don't. I don't think they. Uh, listen, I started thro- I've started throwing. Kab- I started throwing Kabbalah at him, right? I don't think. Most of them knew what I was talking about, except for the guy that the admin of the page, the guy that started the page, was the guy that went in on me, right? Uh, or at least he was one of the admins, because I remember it, at some point some guy came and called. He he tagged the the admin in it because he he was like calling for mom to come help. <laughs> so he's like, "Defend your position." I was like, "Well, sure." <laughs> So I go in about my whole thing that Jesus was uh, Jesus was a magician. Um, Jesus practiced magic, um, magic with a K, the uh, the, the Crowley type. Um, and I started telling them all this stuff, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Well, like you know, like the Nakamidi libraries, Gnosticism, like you know, early Christianity had was had a had a mystical mystical side of it, but it got drowned out by the Orthodox Church. That it was sure. literally." Like those, they literally murdered the Gnostics and then burned all their books and everything. And then they started telling, and then I, they said to, that I was a heretic. And then the, the, anarcho, the, anarcho, the anarcho, the anarcho people, right? The anarchists, Christian people said that I, me, Steffi, little Steffi was a heretic and that they would not stand for these heresies. These unfounded heresies. Are you the first person that's been called a heretic in a thousand years? Maybe. Oh, my God. Well, I got one guy on my team. There was one guy on there who was like, no, I agree with him. He's right. He's like, I do think Jesus was a crazy mystic. And they started going, and they're like, well, but the dating of the books and this and that. And then they led me this whole page about how orthodoxy was the correct way. Yeah, no, there was like a whole article they sent me about it, and I didn't read it because fuck that, um, <laughs> fuck that shit. Even if it, even if they are right, I don't. That's not the Jesus I want to worship ever. It's a boring <laughs> Jesus. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, you and I in conversation always come back to this place of like where 
rulers of people, the last thing they want is for them to be enlightened. Because if they're enlightened, they're hard to control. You can't control those that are enlightened. No, and and that's really the point. Like I was what they had to they had to concede some things to me, right? Like I was like, you Who, do the understand an, the the anarchy? Yeah, I, I was just like Christians. you you do understand that the the organized Orthodox Church is responsible for some of the worst atrocities that have ever com- been committed in human history. Like you have to admit that. I mean, the church and the government were one thing for a long time. In right? It, it wasn't. It wasn't that different. My whole point to them was that there's a whole thing. I even got the book right here, but there's a whole, there was a whole part of, of, of Christianity at the beginning of Christianity, way before the Orthodox Church came about. It was called Gnosticism, right? So he, he's flipping through the Nagamati, if you're wondering. So, if you hear those pages ruffling. Excuse me, folks. So... To give me the conclusion on the anarcho-Christian people. Well, basically, um, I argued, like, have you ever gotten an argument with somebody on Facebook and you weren't willing to let it go? I was, I was, yeah, yeah, I have taken some pretty far. So this, so it was my day off of work, right? So I didn't have anything better to do. I was sitting in my apartment arguing with a good five to six people all at the same time on this page, right? One person would comment, I'd go, I'd comment back. Eventually, the admin came in, and um, Mama. yeah, well, I kept telling him that he was wrong, and uh, they were saying that something about I was leading people astray or something like that, and they said that it was her- heretical, but I was like, but the what I believe about Jesus has only strengthened my faith in Christ, and then he said something about I couldn't say anything against the divinity of Christ on his page. I was like, I never denied the divinity of Christ. Never, not once. Never, ever, ever, ever have I. I truly believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Not only that, I believe that we're all the sons of God. Oh, they did not like that. Not only that, do I. and then I was like, if you don't believe me, if you don't believe anything I'm saying, then prove me wrong. I was like, I challenge you to, through prayer and meditation for at least 30 days, practice these things that it talks about in Gnosticism. Practice them. For 30 days, because that was the whole point of Gnosticism, right? It was the idea of Gnosticism to some extent. Now, there was different camps and schools of thought in Gnosticism as there is in anything else. And with, you know, um, But the whole point of it was that you, through prayer and meditation, could have firsthand knowledge of God, right? Like you could experience right. God in this in this forum in this in in this life. It's a knowing. I mean, yeah. gnosis, right? Exactly. Is yeah, knowing. Yeah. yeah, gnosis is knowledge, right? Gnosis is knowing, which is gnosticism, which is agnostic means I don't know without right? knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So gnostics, that was their whole thing was that like if you pray and it goes back to like kind of Eastern practices, right? Because in Eastern like if you go to like a Zen Buddhist, like they're not going to argue with you about whether or not Zen Buddhism is real. They'll be like, try it. Yeah. Yeah. Prove me wrong. And that's what, that's what I said. And he didn't want to do that. So it's uh, a very scientific approach. So then he deleted all of my conversation. Oh, he did. Yes. God forbid, because you, you, he could have lost several of his followers. 
Well, he also has a podcast. Oh, I cannot wait to troll this guy. He should have you on. Oh, he should have had me on. Um, but they were they I'll were have his weird. Head on plate. They were so I, I came to a conclusion that they were all ANCAPs, right? Um which I don't think is a real thing. Um, but then they started getting weird on me, and I didn't really agree with them. But I thought I was going to at the beginning. So um, if these guys ever hear this podcast, I would uh, any of them, I would love for them to start some sort of podcast war with me. That would be great. You're probably going to lose because you got me in your corner, and I refuse to know anything. Just no, you just got to refuse to lose. We don't have to be right about anything. <laughs> We just have to be louder. Ah, the American political approach. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to be right. We just have to be louder <laughs> and more entertaining. Look, I've got a hat. Charlie, we have a, nobody knows whether or not you have a hat on the podcast. I know. That's all they have to do is just think I have a hat. That's true. I'm not going to confirm Look, or deny whether or not Charlie does have now a hat. Now, don't on. think about me having a hat on. I bet you're thinking about me having a hat on. Isn't that weird how that happens? Still thinking about that hat, aren't you? Anyway, so they ban you, right? Yeah. They well, kicked you. Uh, Can you still go and comment, or have they cut no, you off? No, they didn't. They didn't. I, they didn't fully ban me. They just deleted everything I said. <laughs> Any bit of information that you introduced into the into their little anarcho Christian group is yeah. Gone. I can't remember. See, because they deleted the whole conversation, but I I had some good points in there. I did. They were worried you there were was one guy that came, there was one guy and God bless him I can't remember his name he was the only guy that was on my team he kept being like whoa 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 I thought we I thought this was I thought you guys were Christians why why is he a heretic what's wrong with the, he's he should be able to believe in Jesus however he wants you guys were anarchists he was on my team God bless him whoever that guy is he's a good man. He, I think he added me as a friend. I think we're friends now on Facebook. Oh, good. Anyways, guys, pro- don't get on Facebook. It's bad for you. He's probably a traitor. So now I have some questions about Gnosticism. Um, what, what brought you to the place where you even started looking at or thinking about Gnosticism? Well... That's interesting to me, at least. So I went through a period. So I was raised very uh, Orthodox Christian, Baptist sort of Christian. Um, and that was the encompass my entire worldview for the first about 18, 19 years of my life. Right. Like I didn't know wow. anything outside of that. Like that's how I, I based all my political opinions off of my religious views my entire worldview. I didn't like, um, I wasn't like actively seeking out to hurt other people, but I didn't like gay people. I didn't think it was right. Um, Mm. I didn't like, um, people that followed Islam Muslims. I didn't like them. I thought that they were all terrorists and they were coming to kill us. I mean, cause that's what you were fed. Well, yeah, no, I really believe these things. I sincerely did believe these things. Um, I do not believe any of these now. Uh, I was, like, uh, super hardcore against abortion, even though now my basic position on abortion is I don't have one because it's not – I'm a man. I don't really even get a say in that one. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Like, whatever whatever my personal opinions are about it, 
I am incapable of having birth, giving birth. I mean, it's just like, where do I get off to? Now, do I think abortion jokes are funny? Absolutely. Oh, boy. Um, do you have any? No, just that one I told you about the kid earlier in the Facebook baby photos. Oh, yeah, don't tell that one. Are you sure? People might like it. Oh, yeah. We'll be canceled before we even get started. I know, but that's kind of the point here. Is it, though? Mm, maybe not. All right, that, that I'll save for another podcast. Yeah. I'll save that for after we're making millions of dollars and can be... Yeah, stay tuned for 15 years, and we will come back to that joke. I will tell that joke, and we will all, and we will be canceled, and no one will ever speak of us again. No one will probably ever speak of us anyway. But, so, so take me back. So, you're growing, you're growing up in this very so, religious background. Right. Um, it's, it's kind of shaping your whole worldview uh, up until even, you know, having to do with abortion and... Um, yeah, just shit that wasn't really even my business. I I made it my business because of Jesus, right? Mm. Because of what you thought about Jesus. Right, well... What you were told. Well, so what I was told wasn't all wrong or really even all bad. Like, I also got um, got a lot of the fire and brimstone stuff, but I, I did get the Jesus' love and be kind to other people. So I got that too, like... I did get a basic set of moral principles from Christianity, which I don't turn my nose up to, right? Like, they sure. were good things. A lot of things in Christianity are absolutely wonderful things, and you should live by them. They, exi- they exist throughout all cultures, right? Most cultures. Um, but anyways, I moved out of the house, and I moved out of the small town I grew up in, and I started to meet gay people, and I started to meet Muslim people, and I'll be damned if they weren't the devil. Or, yeah, they were not the devil. They weren't? They were not the devil Son at of all. Bitch. Fox in, News has been lying to me. In fact, some of them were some of the sweetest, kindest people I had ever met. And uh, it started to question things. And I was like, wait, ooh, well, if the, if the Muslims aren't that bad and the gays aren't that bad, what else isn't, you know, what else could be going wrong here? So I held on. So I kept getting pushed further and further away from Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, until like, because I kept conform, I kept conceding things about Christianity and be like, well, maybe that's not right. Well, maybe that's not right. Well, maybe that's not right. Until basically, I was left with nothing, except for um, I was an angry, bitter atheist. Uh. So what did what did? So when I got out of the world, the, the world stripped my Christianity, which is what they warn you about in church. Yeah, they do. They do. They don't be careful out there. So let me ask you this: What did this is? I guess, I don't know. This isn't really off topic. What did um, angry atheist Stefan think of the world? Uh, it was really more from a position of arrogance than anything else. I told you about what that lady said, right? That meeting one time, Mm-mm. or I went off about. Uh, uh, if anybody, here, if you're familiar at all with the twelve steps, there's a there's a step that said there's two steps that that involve God very heavily, right? There's uh came to believe that power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, and then what is it? What is it, the three third one, Charlie? What? 
the third step in 12 steps. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. Right. Somebody, understood him. Not that I've ever done those. Right. Or am currently doing them again. No. I, <laughs> listen, the 12 steps are a well-known thing. I mean, oh, yeah. I yeah. I'm a 12-stepper. Right. So I was at a 12-step meeting, and um, somebody, they were talking, one of those was the topic, right, that they were talking about. And I had been just beaten and pummeled myself through uh, drug and alcohol abuse to the point that I ended up in a 12-step program. And But the one thing I was not willing to concede that had gotten beaten out of me through my time in, in, the, in, the, the, in the world, right, was that there was no God and that I was not going to accept God in that at this meeting, I went on some tirade about, and I was very arrogant. I'm sure I looked like an asshole. Um, but I went on some thing about how there's no God, and I'll do everything else they say, but I'm not going to do the God stuff. That's just dumb, and anybody who believes in God is dumb. And this little old lady, after the meeting, looked at me and said, and I'll never forget this, she said, she looked at me and she said, you know what the difference between you and God is? And I was like, no, lady, what? And she said, he doesn't sit around all day and think he's you. <laughs> and I, she put me in my place. Is that what puts you back on the path towards? Not that all Not that day? Well, what kind of did it was then uh, after a couple stints in rehab, I found myself in a... Uh, a city mission program, the new life program props up to them. If you ever have a charity that you would like to donate to and you appreciate the fact that I'm still alive, uh, you should give that money to the Erie city mission. Cause they, I probably wouldn't be alive had I not entered this program, but it was a Christian program, right? Like that's what most city missions are, are, are Christian groups. Um, at least they're doing something good out there. Right, so I had always known that there was, like, the Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff out there. But I, I went into this program, and I was like, I don't... I remember talking, because they were very nice to me. And it was ran, the head of the thing was a pastor, and there was a lot of people that knew a lot about the Bible and stuff. And I, you know, I know the Bible fairly well from my from my upbringing. But uh, long story short... Uh, I started looking into to Gnosticism because I don't remember how I found out about it or I might have saw it on like a YouTube documentary or something that got mentioned and I just started looking into it and I didn't there was a whole thing about Christianity that nobody ever told me about like in the Orthodox Church like you they never talk about the fact that there was a whole set of books that are Christian books written about Christ and from the perspective of Christ um, that were completely... Or not just from the perspective of him, but of people who witnessed his life, right? Right. So there's some arguments about... There's some controversy as to the dating of the books, right? Were these first century? Some of them were first century, which means that they were written closer to the life of Christ than a lot of the books that are in the New Testament now. Now, where a lot of the books were also 2nd century, which is 
closer to what most of the books in the New Testament are. Some of them were even written later than what the Orthodox New Testament was, right? Mm -hmm. So they're actually ranged all over the place, but some of them are closer to the life of Christ, some of them are further away, some of them are right around what Orthodoxy is. So if that's what... And I'm not even saying that that's a valid way to look at whether or not these books should be given any sort of credence, right? Um, the, the dating doesn't really matter to me. The, the thing that matters to me is that somebody somewhere at some time decided that, that people should not be allowed to read this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this goes back to that. Um, not it's like you didn't. They didn't want people to become enlightened. Why do you think that they didn't want these books to be used? Um, and what is your opinion? From what you, I mean, you know more about it than I do. Um, I think that all of organized religion has, to some extent, been stripped of its mystical aspects, especially in the major three, right? We got Judaism, we have Islam, and we have Christianity. Now, Islam has Sufism, which, I mean, if you're outside of Islam, you don't really know a whole lot. I mean, like, people don't typically know what Sufism is. I don't they, know. I mean, they, about they, it. uh, you know a little bit about Well, no, from, only that, like, you know, people hear, uh, Hafez, like the, the poet, well, he was a mystic, right? Hafez? Yeah. I know, isn't Rummy one? Or, yeah, he was a Sufi, right? Yeah. Um, so there, and I see quotes. You'll see quotes on Facebook all day about from Rumi, right? They're very poetic and kind of beautiful little tidbits of knowledge, right? Now that's that's the mystical aspect of uh, Islam, which most Westerners Westerners would know. And then you have Judaism, and they had a mystical aspect. Still do have mystical mystical aspect which is known as Kabbalah. Now, Kabbalah's dating is kind of controversial as well. Like, was it a Renaissance thing that came about? Was it pre-Renaissance? Has it been around for a long time? Because these teachings were passed down orally for the most part. Because uh, most of the Kabbalah, most of the texts in Kabbalah are actually attributed to rabbis and stuff that came on, came you know, later than they weren't. It was never, none of it's attributed Even in to orthodoxy, them. you have that phenomenon. Yeah, well, like, what is it? Uh, with, the, the, with Jewish. The Talmud's all just commentaries on the Torah, right? Um, but the, the dating, the datings, the Jews don't really care, though, like, if you do Kabbalah. I, the, I think one of the stipulations really only to do, to practice Kabbalah, is that you should be um, older than 40 years old, and you should be wealthy enough that you can devote your entire life to it without having to worry about it, hmm. right? Now, that's Sufism is Islam and Kabbalah is Judaism. Now, Gnosticism was Christianity. Now, Christianity is arguably the largest and most popular religion that exists within the world today. Would you not agree? That's an, I don't think that's true. I think Islam is the most popular. I think Islam is the fastest growing religion. I do not think that it has... Uh, I don't think there is more adherence to Islam than there is Christianity. Charlie's going to fact check us on that right now. I, I could be wrong about that. 
But I'm pretty sure last I checked, there was more Christians than any other religion. Oh, you very well may be right. Um, um, Islam is the fastest growing religion, but that's partially because they do do convert. They do convert, which Judaism does not. They don't actively seek to convert people. Neither does Buddhism. And uh, I don't think Hinduism tries to convert people, um, but Christianity and Islam do. And then Islam also promotes most is because of a cultural thing in the way that those countries in the Middle East operate. They tend to have a lot more kids than Europeans or Americans do where Christ- Christianity is popular. So uh, the first numbers I come across are that you are right, which I hate to admit. But it shows Christianity coming in at like 31%, Islam at 24 Hinduism at 15 Buddhism at 6 folk religions as 5 That's like paganism. Sikhism, 0. 0.20. Judaism, 0.18%. That's funny because we always throw Judaism in in the top three religions, right? Like that's what people think, like the three. But there, there's not very many of them. There really is not. In the grand scheme of, of wow. the world. Yeah. But so uh, my whole thing with that was that there was this mystical aspect. And now the part of Christianity that I always did like about it was how mysterious and stuff it felt. Like there was there's mystery to it, right? That's mm-hmm. that's the part of religion even in and of itself that I always liked is there's this mis- mystical aspect to it. There's this mystery about it. And I personally... Um, I don't want to live so like a, I didn't atheism does not did not suit me well for the type of person I am. I don't want to like I always believed in UFOs and Bigfoot and shit like that. Like I don't want to live in a world where there's no mystery left. So when I found out that there was this whole side of Christianity that was mystical, I I had to learn more about it. So I began you know studying. Um, I went and got a copy of. So if you don't know. In 1947, I do believe, it was right around the same time that they found the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. They found another discovery in Egypt, um, and it was the Nag Hammadi Library. <coughs> COVID. Me. Do you have COVID? COVID? Yeah, probably, for being a heretic. God <laughs> struck me down. Oh, Jesus. But, uh, yeah, so it was discovered. Uh, they found these clay pots. Um, I do believe, if the story is correct, um, that, that it was an Islamic man that found them. Yeah. So I actually okay. this. So listen, I've got it's a funny, small right? tid, yeah. yeah, I've got a small tidbit about this. So I actually um, heard the, uh, and kind of heard in the interview the guy. They shit. What were they digging up? I, I forget. They were digging for clay or something. It was weird when they found it. They they were digging for something. Um, and this guy, you know, like they even, his family even like his, I think it was his mother, like yeah. burnt some of it to keep, like, to keep, like, keep warm or something. Like make some tea or something. something right? yeah, yeah. She burnt some of it. And then, um, this ancient, like super valuable oh my God, manuscript. Yeah. And then, so on top of that, this guy, um, like someone like killed his dad or something. Right, the, the guy who found it, someone killed his dad. And um, as retribution, everyone decided that he should kill that person. Well, so he did. And then he went to prison. 
the guy who found it. Well, then he got out. At this, when he got out, his family was still in possession of the texts. And then, you know, this guy comes and interviews him. This is after they've, you know, they've been gone. It's like gone. an antiquities dealer, right? It's something like that. But so yeah. once they're gone, this guy's interviewing them, and he's like, so, uh, you know, what do you think about it? He's like, I don't give a damn about the. He basically said, I don't give a damn about those papers. He couldn't have gave a shit. He didn't care. He did not care about those things. He was just very, um, just negative. Just re- he really didn't give a shit about those things. He didn't care. Well, do you want to know why I think that is? Oh, do you, oh, I think I know what you're going to say, but go, go ahead, tell me. So uh, within Islam, right, there's the idea of jinn, which is where we get genies from, right? Well, that was what he said. Right, so... That, with, originally. So uh, one of the tenets of Islam is that what's in the Quran is is fact, right? right. So you just said like 23% of the world is Islamic, right? So that means that 23% of the world believes what's in the Quran is factual, right? Right. It, it, there's no arguing about it. It is just fact. So if you believe that, if you believe in Islam, then you believe in jinn because that's part of the origin story of the world is God created, I think it was angels and demons are included as angels because demons are fallen angels. And then he created man and he also created jinn. Now jinn are like a weird, they're what we think of as genies, right? Like from Aladdin. Within Islamic culture, but when things like that bad thing that happened to him was probably attributed to him finding these clay pots hidden. Like, think about this from from a different, from a non-Western perspective. This poor farmer guy in in Egypt, I do believe, mm-hmm. um, finds these clay pots hidden, brings them down, opens them. He busted it open right where he was. Busted it open. Okay. Right where it was. In the, like, he, at first, he was excited because he saw these flecks that looked like gold in the air, but it was just the papyrus. Right, so he finds this. I don't and, know anything about the text itself, but I do know about the right, guy who found it. No, yeah, no, because you're. I didn't even know about. I didn't know about the murder thing. Oh, it's crazy. I think I had heard something about that, but I wasn't. I wasn't sure if that was that one or the um, the Dead Sea Scrolls. But he probably got those texts. The thing happened with the the guy murdered his dad. And then he murdered that guy, and then he ended up in prison. He probably thought that he opened those pots up and got a bad gin that came out and ruined his life and probably wanted them as far the fuck away from him as he possibly could as soon as he got out of prison. You know what I'm saying? Like, that totally makes sense to me. Right. Um, and uh, maybe there was a gin attached to it. I don't know. Sure, maybe. Um, to protect him. But, yeah, so... Yeah, you know about that. So that's how they got discovered. Uh, I think an antiquities dealer finally got a hold of them and was like, because I think some guy was trying to sell them on the black market originally or something like that. Um, And then somehow a a real guy, like a real antiquities dealer that didn't want them to get destroyed, that realized how valuable they were, got, uh, got a hold of them, translated them, and then made them available to English speaking world. By at least like the 50s, I do believe. But it seems to me that this whole aspect of Christianity was tried to be completely wiped off the face of the map. And I am uh, a big believer in no su- there's no such thing as coincidence, right? There's mm-hmm. synchronicities. And so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a so, believer in synchronicity. So within, um, and if anybody's ever 
well, nobody's really ever heard, but if, if people don't know this about me, I am a uh, practitioner of Western uh, ceremonial magic. And within that tradition, which is very along the lines of like a Western version of Buddhism, if in case people are scared of magic, you shouldn't be. It's, it's, just, it's really a lot of meditation is sure. a lot. Um, so within my mind, um, those were discovered for a reason, and it was to reintroduce um, the true teachings of Christ back into the, uh, the world, right? Right. Because uh, from what I've always been taught, so let's bring this back to why Gnosticism was important in my life and um, to the tradition of meditation that I like to practice now is it brought this, this mystical aspect of Christianity back into the world. Now, within Western traditional um, hermetic magic, there is this idea that, the, that all these religious texts were actually written in code. And the code isn't necessarily, it's not like, I think there's people that like, there's the Torah and the Bible code where people, because in Hebrew alphabet, they also represent numbers, right? And you get in numerology and all this stuff, but yeah. that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is literally symbolism as, as a code. So like, for example, in um, the New Testament, there is a part where uh, Jesus, and I cannot remember it specifically, but uh, wh- what the actual text is, but there is a part where Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's basically saying, eventually I'm going to have to leave you. And they're all freaked out, and they're like, well, uh, what are we supposed to do, Jesus, when you leave? And what Jesus says to them is... Uh, he says, follow the man with a water pitcher into the house. Now, if you know anything about um, Judaism at the time, it was v- extremely taboo for men to carry water. That was women's work. Men did not carry water. So why would Jesus say to his disciples, follow the, uh, the man with the water pitcher into the house, a man carrying water? Well, it was actually a direct reference to Aquarius, the the astrological symbol which is always represented as a man carrying a water pitcher um which leads me to believe that jesus had some sort of mystical magical occult knowledge right the whole idea of jesus was that the whole old testament was a book written by kings for kings about other kings and it was never really meant for the masses. The reason being is that up until, I don't know, maybe it was it was very recently, like maybe in the past hundred years, most of the world couldn't read and write. Like this, this is a pretty recent development in human history that we can all read and write, or at least most of us nowadays, even in some of the poorest countries, people right. know how to read and write. Um, so what Jesus came with his teachings, even though people still couldn't read and write, um, he being a scholar of uh, Judaism in the Torah was teaching laymen to the people saying that this mystical text, I, which I understand because I've, I'm a scholar in it, I'm a rabbi, I am now going to explain to the masses that this is for everyone, that you can achieve the same things that I have achieved through mysticism, through spiritual practice, you can become Christ-like. 
and that also that goes along with uh, as well with all the moral teachings and everything but they sucked they sucked this mystical aspect out of it to control people which they have always done right cuz like every religion so that's one of the reasons he was frowned upon so much is because he was taking this knowledge to the common person right that's why i believe that the pharisees wanted him dead right that was his big well, he was. Well, there was other rabbis and stuff. They weren't. They weren't giving up the secrets, right? About uh, about all this stuff. And he came to these people and was performing miracles in front of people and and telling them, the kingdom of God is within you. All these things, right? He, everything Jesus was teaching to these people was um, maybe not the whole story, but he was giving them a lot better view of what spirituality was supposed to look like versus what had been passed down through um, basically kings and rulers as a control mechanism for thousands of years up until him showing up. Now, if we look at, at the astrological symbolism within the Bible, what you got to understand is we went from... Um, the original, the first age, one of the first ages was polytheism, right? Like there's multiple gods, they exist. Right. Um, that was represented by the age of Taurus, right? The bull. Now, if you know anything about Judaic um, tradition, they blow the ram's horn um, when uh, um, Abraham was getting ready to sacrifice Isaac. God sent a ram in its place for the sacrifice. There's all these allusions to rams. When um, Moses came down off the mountain, um, they were worshiping the golden calf, and he freaked out and was like, no, what are you doing? And he, he, he broke the tablets because they were in the age of Taurus, polytheism, and then um, God gave um, Judaism, which is monotheism, which was represented by the ram, and then give it uh, the procession in the equinoxes, I believe is like a thousand... Somebody email me some hate mail, please, about how I'm wrong about the procession of equinoxes, because I probably am. But I think it's like 1,250 years is ever is a new, the sun will rise in a new um, astrological symbol. Mm-hmm. So here comes Jesus. What is the symbol of Jesus, right? If you look at some of the earliest churches that you found, it's not crosses on the walls. Fish. It's fish. Pisces. Not the band. Not Definitely not the band. God help us. Um, Their guitarist is pretty good. He's probably not bad. I mean, they're probably good musicians. I don't know. Eh. But um, so we we went from Taurus, which was one procession of the equinox, which was one astrological symbol for 1,250 years. And we go to the ram, which was, uh, what is the ram in it? Aries. And then we go to Pisces, which is the age that we're in now, which was represented by two fish, the fish, the Jesus fish. If you look at early Christianity, some of the earliest churches ever found in Christianity, there's not crosses all over the walls. It's all fishes. It's always fish, right? Fishishes. And when Jesus said to them, follow the man with the drinking picture, and this is very new age. Like you've heard the age of Aquarius and all this shit. That's actually the... With the procession of the equinoxes, the, the age that we're getting ready to go into. Um, I don't know exactly when it'll be. We haven't quite entered it yet, but we're getting pretty close. Um, so what Jesus was saying to them was the time of my teachings are is going to come to an end and we're going to go into the age of Aquarius. 
which within esoteric occult circles is going to be represented by, and I hate to say this because the, they drive me nuts, but the TikTok witches in astrology having its day in the sun again, and this whole revival of like kind of neo-paganism and mm-hmm. magical thinking um, is kind of heralding in this, this, this last aeon, which is also what uh, Crowley talked about all the time. Um, he did it more of in, in an Egyptian, um, in reference to the age of Horus is what he called it, right? Um, but we're getting ready to go into this new, this new cycle, and it's going to be represented by this lost knowledge becoming available to the masses, which is arguably what is happening. It does kind of look, I could see it, be, it, it, it looks that way, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, so my whole thing with Gnosticism is if you look at it like this, it doesn't sound so far-fetched. It doesn't sound that... It sounds to me like the orthodoxy sounds way further off than the heretical stuff. Because if you read this, if you read any of this shit, it reads a whole lot closer to a magical text than anything else I've ever written. There's some prayers and shit in here. There's some ritual work in here. Yeah. It's crazy. So the the only thing I know, the Gospel of Thomas comes from that, right? Okay, and so that's the only thing that I really know of that's in that book. And it, I just remember it basically saying that, like, the kingdom is within, right? Um, um, yeah, so, well, see, so it's called the Gospel of Thomas. And as we know, the Gospels in, in, in um, the Orthodox New, New Testament are not, um, they are, they are, um, Accounts of the life of Jesus, right? So the Gospel of Thomas in here is not an account of the life of Jesus. It doesn't have his birth. It doesn't have his crucifixion, any sure. of that stuff. What it is is wisdom sayings of Jesus, right? Sure. So it's a lot closer to like something um, along the lines of um, Psalms, right? It, or, um, oh God, what's Proverbs? That? Yeah, or Proverbs. It's a lot like, it's more like Proverbs than it is even Psalms. It's, um, but a lot of the stuff he's saying is kind of from the, the Orthodox Christ that we, that most people know sounds pretty weird. There's even parts in here where, um, he talks about, um, while they're crucifying him, Jesus is not actually within his physical body while he's being crucified. It would make sense. They called him the laughing Jesus in one of these texts where he's actually, they're crucifying him. Everybody's crying that doesn't want him to be crucified. The Romans are the Romans are being cruel to him and stuff. And he's sitting there watching it laughing, just laughing his ass off because they think they got him. But little did they know, he transcended... Um, like physical reality, he's reached enlightenment, right? Like he's become an enlightened being to the point that he has been able to shed his physical form and um, exist in whatever the etheric astral level, whatever you want to call it. Um, And he's laughing at them because they are missing the point. Right. He was, this was not an end for him. This was no end. And it wasn't an end to be feared of, to be feared, I guess. Yeah, and and the more I read this and the more you find out about the mystical Jesus and you go back and look at the New Testament, the weirder it sounds, right? Because there's a lot of things that um, I've heard from a... uh, What is that? um, 
a theological perspective where it always felt to me, and I listen, I'm not a Bible scholar and I'm not any smarter than anybody else. Um, I just happened to watch some cool YouTube videos about some stuff one time um, and listen to a couple of podcasts. But, and read some books. And I've read some books. But um, the thing that that got me is that every time something weird pops up in the Bible, it always feels it has always felt to me like these these theological scholars have been grasping at straws on like trying to be like, well, they, they were really trying to talk about this or this really meant that. And the way they've always done it never really just rung true for me. Until I found out about Gnosticism and, like, the Western magical tradition, like, everything just kind of clicked into place for me. And I can honestly say right now I have never had more faith. I have never been a stronger, had a stronger faith in Christ than I do now because of these heretical teachings, which I was banned from Facebook for. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, for me, um, I did not grow up in the church. Uh, Of course, there were maybe a person here or there in my life that did. Um, But just my life experience tells me that Jesus was closer to a, like, peacenik hippie than um, a conservative preacher. Yeah, I don't know where this whole fire and brimstone came from. We were talking to your partner earlier about this. Um, yeah, well, the, I think, does everyone, is it not common knowledge that the fire and brimstone was created by the church? I think some of the earliest fire and brimstone stuff, and I could be fact-checked on this too, but I remember being in English class in high school and we had to read a sermon by um, Mathers, something Mathers. He was a... Marshall uh, Mathers? I wish. I'm an alcoholic. Um, I got a disease and they don't know what to call it. Please don't make me pay for saying that. Um, I don't think... The, I think you can say his lyrics without owing him a royalty, I hope. I've got like 37 cents. Um but we had to, I think that fire and brimstone stuff started kind of with the Puritans. Um, uh, maybe not, because I feel like that was probably kind of always part of it as a control mechanism. Listen, anytime somebody's pe- preaching anything to you that you should be afraid of, anything, it doesn't matter if it's politics, religion, anything, um, that they're wrong. You don't need to be... I mean, granted, there's things you need to be afraid of, like spiders and sharks and tornadoes. Cows. And cows. Um, all, like, things like... Like, there's fear. There's healthy fear that keeps you from dying. But when people are, are fear-mongering to you, whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it's right or left politically, no matter what religion it is. Um, it's a control tactic. They are trying to control you. I promise you. That's all. It's it a is. control tactic, and the thing is, is it's taught too. It's taught, so it's not like, um, it's not like the preacher on Sunday morning wakes up and says, "I'm going to go in here and control these people." No, the preacher thinks that he's going in and he's doing a great job and he's doing you a favor. You know, it's it, it, it's it's it comes from a good place in the heart, but the control tactic has been passed down from 
at least at least the Middle Ages, at least. But I I think before that, I think um, there was a Christian. Um, they called him apologists, right? He was, uh, I believe, he was a Greek man. His name was Irenaeus. Something I might be pronouncing that wrong. But what we knew about the Gnostics before they found these texts were all from his writings about how they were heretics and that what they were teaching was wrong. Oh, one thing that I do know um, is that the Nakamadi, which you're talking about, there were many Gnostic um, writings available, like the Gospel of Mary, which that's one, yep. Um, which comes from something called the Berlin Codex, which I, I don't know the details of, and so I won't it get too far into it. It was a separate discovery, it. but yeah, uh, yeah, it's a separate discovery found in the, I think the eighteen hundreds. But just the little bit that I saw, uh, like Mary said, the exact same thing that Thomas said was like, "Look within yourself." I, I thought, like, I actually have which. Um, one of her the one of the quotes that she relays and um it's kind of like dope and i she's she's quoting jc here let's right. let's be clear be on your guard so that no one deceives you by saying look over here or look over there for the child of true humanity exists within you follow it that's pretty dope. It's yeah. A, and it's echoing the same thing. It's like the kingdom is within, not without. Yeah, because I, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's something about in those texts that uh, there was some jealousy going on between the 12 disciples and Mary because she was supposed, so this was all where that, uh, that Dan Brown book, the, um, what was that one called? It was a famous movie. Oh, um, you. The Da Vinci Code. Oh, gotcha. The Da Vinci Code was all kind of based on the, the Gospel of Mary. It was a discovery, which was a Gnostic text. Um, but that whole thing, that's all fiction. Like, like I hate to tell you, any of you conspiracy people out there, the G, that, that whole thing was based on a real thing that was found, but everything about that was all just fictionalized, right? Like, there's no evidence that Jesus was married and had kids or anything like that. But the whole, the, the whole thing with the Gnostics was that they, it was this hidden knowledge. Their whole thing about them was that they were trying to tell people that you could have firsthand knowledge and experience of God um, through prayer and meditation and the thing that they taught, which is also kind of taught within the Western magical tradition, um, kind of in a different sort of way, but it also very rings very similar, is the Gnostics believed that the God of the Old Testament that committed all these atrocities, um, told people that it was okay to beat their slaves, um, this God of the, of the Old Testament, Yahweh, was a fake God. Mm. That he was a, um, so you remember how we had polytheism, right? Right. Before that. So he was just one iteration of one of the polytheistic deities, which within 
magical teachings do exist. They're um, they're actually egregores, which we'll get into. Yeah, someday. we'll have a whole episode on, on egregores, on if egregores. not many. Egregores are um, anytime two people collectively think of something or believe in something, they actually give it a life in a different realm outside of physical reality, an intelligence, if you will, right? So and stay tuned because we will cover that. Subject. Yeah, we will get into egregores because it's very very interesting. So this god somehow believed in and may even believe it itself that it created the world but really god is this unknowable thing that we can't know anything it doesn't have any it doesn't have any um characteristics it doesn't have any boundaries it just is it just is it is everything it is the all it is um as my uh my spiritual teacher damien eccles would say it spilled itself into existence right yeah, that's a great way to, to say it. I like that, that. That's how he says it. Um, that unknowable God is the true God. And then there's this thing underneath it, which is um, within Gnosticism, they called um, the uh, Demiurge, right? Um, and there's also Archons, which are... Um, there's all these spirits that were trying to lead people astray and convince them that they were the true gods. Um, but that was never really true and that we were as human beings are part of the true God and actually are kind of on a level playing field with these other God, with these other gods, because we all come from that, that unknowable God that spilled itself into existence. Right. right. So it's when people think of creation, right. Um, they think about, um, like an artist, right. They think about, so you're an artist, Charlie, right. So when you create a painting or a piece of jewelry, you're still separate from the jewelry, right? Yes. But I mean, right, my, like, like... But you a piece could, of myself goes with it, I think. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, separate from it. I, I get that from, like, a philosophical stance, but, like, from a... From literal. A, from literally. a literal stance, like... There you, might be some skin flakes on there or something, right. but yeah. But you could, like, you could create a piece of art, and then you could look at the piece of art and be like, that is the art, and this is still me. Um, in this sense of creation, that that's not what happened, right? So... When God created the world, God also was the world, and there is no separation between hmm. the creation and the creator. And this is a discussion for another time, but I will say that I may disagree with you there, um, is that having watched artists of um, varied um, mediums, I don't know that it's any different because I've watched the flow and it's like divinity flows right out of their hand, but that's 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 a topic for another time. But well, uh, so, uh, uh, well, I was gonna say that um, Damien Eccles would totally agree with you on that. He, it's just um, an easy way to an easier way to explain God the Creator versus gotcha. how we think about it. Okay, because he would totally agree with you about that. He would say that that in fact is why we were incarnated as humans to begin with was to um, be involved in that exact process that you just talked about. That That is literally the only reason that we're here. Because um, art, like what, like if you think about art, like from biological standpoint, like what, like how is that biologically necessary for the survival of the species in any way, shape or form? It's uh, fulfillment through creation. Right, but it's not necessary. No, for no, the it's not, yeah, yeah, not necessary at all. Right. 
Um, nor is Facebook. But <laughs> so, um, I mean, we're getting kind of low on time. So, yeah. If if you could leave people with something about Gnosticism, whether it be like a direction to go, something to read, um, or suppose they never hear anything else about it, what what do you think is like? Wh- what would you leave people with? Um, first off, to anybody that um, follows any of the Abrahamic faiths, um, your God is a fake God. Oh my God! I do. I I sincerely believe that. I really do. Um, not because not that there's anything wrong, or that you shouldn't even worship that God necessarily. Even though I do think that He's an evil God that is imprisoning us here. Um, that's what. That's one school of thought in Gnosticism. Now, listen. You can. There is tons. What where I learn the most from Gnos, about Gnosticism is, um, and maybe they'll sponsor the podcast someday because I always hear their fucking ads on podcasts. Um, Great Courses Plus, right? You can go on Audible right now um, and you can listen to a 13 to 14 hour long seminar by a uh, early Christian religious scholar all about Gnosticism. Um, it just look up Gnosticism. If you don't have the money to go do that or anything, um, I would not recommend going and buying the Nag Hammadi scriptures by themselves. You need to get one. I have mine, mine have some commentary to them, but it's pretty dry. Mm-hmm. It's not really, it's not really great read. Um, it's very hard to understand. Um, just the language they use and stuff. But honestly, you can go on YouTube. There's a million things about Gnosticism now. Like just the, with the way that the internet works, you can find tons of information about it for free. Um, and if you don't believe, if you don't believe, like I challenged the one guy, find, go on to, uh, go on to YouTube or anything and try prayer and meditation for like, do it for 30 days, do it for five minutes a day, try it. See if you don't feel any different about things. I think prayer and meditation is a crocky shit. Well, Just kidding. Well, I mean, you can, you totally can. No, but I, I, I honestly don't like think that anybody that, that tries a spiritual practice leaves, um, I ha- I don't have you ever met anybody that like did meditation was like well that was bullshit and a waste of time. I don't think I've ever met anyone who dedicated themselves to it and said that. I think that there are people who give half-hearted attempts and then say, "Oh, it right. doesn't work for me." Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair. But so I feel like I learned some stuff. Um I will be going um, and looking for this anarcho-Christian Facebook group, and I suggest anyone who ever hears this goes and finds it. They have their own podcast or something. Go troll them, please. Yeah, so we'll troll them, and we'll keep y'all posted on how to troll them also. Um, just, just bring up Jesus and Gnosticism. Yeah. Just every chance you get. Well, whatever you do, remember, do not look without for the answers. Look within, my friends. Within. All right. Every Good celestial positionings celestial to you all. Celestial positionings to you all. Good night and good luck.